Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Today's episode is all about praise. I uh, recorded a reel not too long ago all about how praise is actually another form of pressure around the table, and parents were, I I wouldn't say confused, but they were asking questions, right? And so we're going to break that down on today's episode. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this all about praise. Now let's back up a little bit because my intro may have even confused you a bit. Like, wait, hold up. What about pressure? Go back to that part, right? So if you have a picky eater at home, if you are struggling with picky eating and or you are trying to prevent picky eating in your home, then if you've even been here for a while on Nutrition for Littles podcast or following me on Instagram over at Nutrition for Littles, by the way, hit me up if you're brand new to my page, DM me, let me know you came from the podcast. But if you are struggling with picky eating, you may not have heard this uh, this taught to you before. If you've been around for a while, you know that I teach about how pressure techniques that parents pull at the table. So we're talking bribing, begging, pleading, demanding, getting into power struggles at the table actually can create picky eating to get worse and last longer. Now, I talk about this a lot as well, that we can't control everything that happens to our kid. We are not in control of picky eating. We may not have even initially caused it. Likely, we didn't cause it. But typically, what happens is a picky opportunity, as I like to call it, pops up. Something happens. They get sick. They get frustrated. They have a bad experience with food. They decided not to eat something one day. There was meal rejection for whatever reason. And sometimes we try to come in and rescue that moment and say, no, 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 you have to eat the protein. You have to eat the vegetable. You have to eat the fruit, whatever that might be, because we're worried about them because we love them. And so oftentimes we use pressure techniques to get them to eat it, right? It might be begging, please eat that food. I was in the kitchen all day, right? We're guilting them into it maybe. Maybe we're um, bribing. Hey, if you finish that, then you can have that brownie. Hey, if you finish your plate, then uh, you can watch a show, right? Whatever that might be, uh, using one thing to help them make the decision to eat. Um, that's bribing, going back and forth, negotiating with them. Oftentimes we'll do things like, oh, come on, just lick the broccoli and then we'll have a piece of cake, right? Like it gets it gets bigger and bigger and bigger what we're offering or what we're negotiating for the response that we're actually getting with our picky eater. Um, we might use different tactics like even demanding or um, punishing, right? You have to sit here in, at the dinner table until your plate's clear. Everyone else gets to leave. Or you have to finish your plate um, in order or the, otherwise you don't get a bedtime story or whatever that might be, right? Those are all pressure techniques. And although that might have been used on us and we might experience other families doing that to their kids, uh, what we actually know, what the research shows is that using tactics like that actually make picky eating worse. And not only that, but also make it last longer. Like this is a phase that none of us want to stay in for very long, right? All of us are like, can we just move past this and move on to something else? This is so frustrating. Our dinner table has now been hijacked by picky eating. And it can be frustrating. Our relationships start to suffer with our children, with our spouse, with our partners at the table, um, with other siblings. 
It might be something that you're dreading even going to the table because you're like, oh my gosh, not again. I don't want to have to keep having this argument. I don't want to have to keep having this conversation. I want to have to keep negotiating with them on how much broccoli they're going to eat, right? And so oftentimes what start, starts off simple that was done to us or we see other people doing has now just gotten really complicated and like I said, hijacked our table and it's very exhausting. And so the research actually so shows that those pressure techniques, that's kind of the umbrella term uh, that I use for them, actually make things worse. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nourished After Baby Self-Paced Course. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding or just feeling overwhelmed trying to nourish yourself well in this postpartum period, this course is for you. Not only was it designed and created by my good friend, Brooke, who's also a registered dietitian and lactation consultant, but you will learn how to improve your energy and mood postpartum. You'll learn how to nourish your body well, even with limited time and energy, and add in healthy and sustainable habits long-term. This course has helped me so much, and I'm on my third baby, and I still needed help with postpartum. Plus, you'll get instant access to healthy, easy recipes, body image trainings as well. So make sure to click the link in the description box below and use my code NFL50 to get $50 off. All right, now back to the show. What's really interesting is a lot of times pressure techniques like bribing, begging, pleading, demanding, punishing, those sorts of words already kind of bring up an emotion in us, right? Most of us, that's like a negative emotion. We're like, yeah, of course that's of course that's not good. Of course that's negative. Like we wouldn't have necessarily called it bribing, but then we're like, oh yeah, I guess that is what I'm doing, right? Oh yeah, I guess I am negotiating. <laughs> I am doing that every night or I, I wouldn't have called it demanding, but I guess I do put my foot down and tell them they have to have three more bites before they can do it something else, right? So we don't necessarily attach those words to it, but when we think about it, we're like, yeah, that is, that is the behavior I'm doing. That is the strategies that I'm using because nothing else seems to work, by the way, right? I just want to validate that, that it feels like nothing else can work. Um, so quick side note there, that is exactly why I created Table Talk. So self-paced course all about reversing picky eating. So if you feel like the only thing that works are these pressure techniques and you want strategies to do that are not adding pressure, that's what Table Talk teaches you. But on that same vein, a lot of parents get like a negative feeling, right? Like they hear me say that and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess demanding isn't like ideal. But then if they hear me say the word praise, we don't have that, right? We probably don't have this negative visceral reaction to that kind of word. We're like, yeah, praise is good. I want to praise my kid. I want to give them accolades and tell them what a great job they're doing. And oftentimes we'll use praise as a pressure technique. And that kind of sounds backwards to us. We're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, praise is good. We want to praise our kids. And I, listen, I am 100% on board with praising our children. I think they deserve praise. I think they need praise. I think they thrive when they're praised. I know I do, right? Like even words of affirmation, which is essentially praise, um, or even recognition, isn't my like number one love language. I don't know if you guys have taken the love language quiz, but it's not my number one love language. But I, I, I still light up, like even if it's not my number one pray or my number one um, after, gosh, language of love or whatever it is, love language, uh, I still respond to it. Humans love praise, right? But oftentimes for picky eaters, they'll take a bite of something or they'll try something and we'll go, oh my gosh, good job. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for eating that broccoli. What an amazing job. You're doing so great, blah, 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 right? Like we attach pride and praise to the action of eating the food. And so what we don't realize 
is underlining, right? Like underneath, there's like essentially what we can see happening and then what's actually happening underneath, right? Like in their mind, in their spirit, in their emotions, all those sorts of things. What that's doing is connecting your pride to me eating a food that I'm really maybe uncomfortable, deeply uncomfortable trying. And so what that tends to actually do, especially for a certain group of children, is create pressure. I want to make my mom proud of me. I want my dad's pride. I want their affirmation. I want them to love me. I want them to care about me. I want them to notice me. And so they'll start doing things like eating certain foods that you want them to eat to get that kind of dopamine hit, that pride, that, um, that recognition, that verbal confirmation that they're doing something good. And now some of us might be hearing this and going, yeah, that's great. <laughs> like, what's the problem? The problem is that runs out eventually, right? It runs out eventually because we stop telling them how proud we are of them when they have broccoli every night. It's no longer a surprise. So they're going to start to rebound and go, whoa, I'm, I'm missing out on that love or that affection or that feeling. A. B. We don't want our love to be tied to an action right? Like as parents, our goal is to unconditionally love our children. And we want them to know that they're unconditionally loved. They're not loved more when they eat broccoli and loved less when they don't, right? Like we would say that to each other, but our children need to know that. And the only way that they're going to know that is through our actions. We can't like tell them that. We're not like, hey, before you go to bed, I just want to let you know, I love you no matter if you eat broccoli or not, right? I mean, we could say that to them for sure, but our actions speak louder than words. We know that as parents. And so what we don't want to do is connect our love, our appreciation, our pride, our whatever that is, our praise to that action of eating the actual food. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life, feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over 100 foods? 
Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. What we can do and what I do recommend is praising them for some behaviors at the table that you appreciate. Things like sitting at the table for a long period of time, actually having like the attention span to sit at the table, even if it's only a few minutes, starting somewhere, right? Giving them that praise, using utensils, things of that nature, even just allowing food to be on their plate, things like that, Uh, especially for a really picky eater, that could be a, a big sign of bravery around a new food. So all those sorts of things, I'm fine with using praise and and everyone's going to have their own opinions and everyone's going to do their own thing. And I always encourage you, especially with my content, but any content that you consume is take the meat and leave the bones, right? Take what serves you, leave the rest. If this doesn't make sense to you, you don't think your kid is responding this way, then then keep going. Do, Do what you need to do. Absolutely. You know your child best. I believe that. I'm showing you what the research says is that praise specifically around the foods that they're eating can fall under that umbrella of adding pressure. And when we add that pressure, that is when we start to struggle with eating lasting longer and sticking around and getting worse. And we've dug a deeper and deeper hole. So if you're struggling with pick eating and you're looking to reverse it, praise might be a sneaky thing that's getting in there under pressuring techniques. And so if you're doing that, if that's something you're struggling with 100%, it's something that you could work on just reframing a little bit. And do not worry if you've been doing this already. It's okay. You have not ruined your kid. You are, uh, you are making progress towards less pick eating. And that's all we can do is take one step in the right direction. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope it was eye-opening. I hope it was thought-provoking. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you DM me on Instagram, Um, but otherwise I will catch you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.